Spread number love all over the globe. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And we have a special guest joining us on the show today, actor-director Johnny Domino. What it do, baby? What's up? What's up? Man, I was getting a little worried there, my brother. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, man. Hey, man. I was, I was coming, brother. I was coming, man. I wasn't gonna <laughs> let you down, man. How you doing today? Man, hey, man. I'm, I'm doing good, man. I, I want to um, thank you, too, man, for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you got a lot going on, man. I just want to thank you for me and the Vibe team for taking time to hang out with us just for a little bit. Oh, yeah, man. It's no problem at all, man. It's a pleasure being on the show, man. Now, Johnny, man, you 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 got you've been you've been busy, man. You've been doing a lot, and um, yeah. before we um, before we jump into to everything, man, I wanna um, I wanna go go back to the beginning a little bit, man, so the fans can get a little bit familiar with you, man, and see how how much you've been grinding and putting in work, man, and all of your accomplishments. But I wanna start back a little bit man like what were you doing before you actually um decided to pick your career path uh at which point though because you know i did a little bit of anything like how, yeah how far you wanna go i want i want to go back um i want to go back before the acting before the acting okay before the acting man i was uh i was doing music mm. i was doing music i was dabbling with uh doing beats um, that's where the name Johnny Domino actually came from. Um, I actually decided to keep it. Um, I actually had gotten some trouble, uh, with the feds and that became one of my aliases in the system. So from that point on, I said I was going to take the name Johnny Domino and, uh, and make something good out of it. So I started with rapping. Uh, I paid for beats. I had, uh, bought beats from Mouse, uh, Features from people from Trill, like Big Head, um, Camp Life people like J-Lo. Uh, I had worked with Two Reed. I was with all them guys in the beginning. Sims on the track. And I finished my whole project. I had all the pictures, the graphics, the whole album done, mixed and mastered, spent all kind of money. And I had a project done, and I, I ain't had no money to promote it. Wow. So I was like, damn, it's some money on the back end, because I paid everybody, and I ain't getting nothing. So from then, I started doing uh, BTS promotions. I started throwing events and started throwing parties. But, man, uh, I dressed up as Santa Claus and uh, got a bag full of my CDs printed. And the way they're getting CDs printed now is different from how I got them printed back then. They used to have to be done with this. Right. And we used to, we used to have to have those, uh, uh, the hard uh, uh, cases, uh, what they was called, the jewel cases. Yeah, the jewel yeah, yeah, cases, yeah. Chris Christopherson and DMX. 
Right. Let's talk about that for a little bit. How so when that opportunity came right there, had you already done some acting or this was like your first uh taste of it? Um all I had took at that point was some drama classes and I had took some film classes. I always had a passion for film, I always loved film. I wrote some uh plays in school, um, did some things uh in college. Like I only did one semester of college in, in it, but I always had like the love for acting and wanted to act and entertain people. I always loved that, and uh, you know, I talked myself into it and I went in there and just got the part. I wasn't nervous. I was kind of like, man, I can do this ain't nothing. I can play anything. Right. And I used to play the Mexican in the first role, a Mexican named Diaz. I was like the right uh, hand man to the boss named Santiago in the movie. And so I had to learn some Spanish dialect and how they pronounce certain words in Spanish and stuff like that. But uh, Armando LeDuc helped me out a lot in that film uh, with my accents and stuff like that because he spoke Spanish fluently. Wow, man. It was awesome, man. We had to meet DMX. He is just who he is. DMX, cool, man. Yeah. Just like whatever, whatever you see, that's what he is, plus a little bit more, man. He's good people, but he's a, he a street dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Very relatable, very cool, man. He had his family with him. But uh, that was a small set. That was a $2 million set. And uh, I fell in love then, though. I fell in love then, and I was like, I've been rocking with him forever. <laughs> right. Then you, 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 you went on to do... Um... Uh, uh, some more things after that. Um, justice for Natalie. Mm-hmm. Let's talk that about was a that. Lifetime movie. Uh, I didn't know anything about getting agents and stuff like that, so I started doing uh, extra work, which I figured out. You know, it's cool to stay in the circuit and in the loop and network with people and being on set with those people, but if you're serious about acting, uh. My advice to anybody is don't do extra work. It's easy to get. Anybody could be an extra, and it pays a little bit, and you always on the scene, but until you get that grind in and go ahead and get you an agent and really start submitting your headshots and putting yourself out there to to the right directors and casting uh, agencies, it's, it's not, you're not going to really move forward. It's a good step. Like if somebody's just starting out, go out there, get a feel for it, see how things go, see how it rolls, see how long it lasts, because film is hurt to wait. But once you cross over to acting, you'll never want to be an extra again. And I used to tell uh, people, you know, I'm, I'm a hustler. I'm like, man, I'll take any job. Man. As long as they pay, and I don't care. Right. And I used to tell my partner that because he, he used to be mad about doing commercials. I was like, man, if the commercial paying, I'm doing it. I don't have no complex. I don't care about what the job, big or small, I want it. But once I got uh, my first my first big role on on a uh, on a national television show, it changed me. <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's a big difference. Right. And anything you do and getting like a and, and I didn't even get I didn't even get like a starring role. I just had a speaking role in a nationally uh, syndicated uh, television show. You know, a, a, a national uh, TV show. Like it, it just changed your life because you go. From a two million small budget to, you can't even. I don't even know what the budget is on, on that on the TV show. Like, it's a different world, bro. It's, it's 
it's amazing. It's it's such it's so easy. And then you see some little famous actors. A lot, some of them, most of them was cool, but some of them was kind of snooty and privileged. Man, it was a blessing to be out there. It was a blessing to be out there, man, doing something you love, and it's like it's like the easiest, most fun job in the in the world. I stay out there twenty four hours. Like I, I I pass out before I just say I'm tired. I want to quit. Right. So at that point, did um once you got a taste of that, did um did agents did did you learn about learn a little bit more about the business and did agents and things come in, in position then at that point? Well, you know when I got that uh I got that role on Claws uh my I already had an agent by then uh, but I want to tell people that too when I didn't have an agent. Um, I was still working and filming myself and doing independent movies with uh, with local guys. Right. Because what my agent actually saw was me doing a, a, a indie film with the actor Chess Brown. Right. Um, and his agent saw his short film that he sh- that he shot on his own, and she saw me in it. And she was like, send me some more on this guy. So then she sent me, She he sent her, uh, excuse me, 2K film. 2K filmed a little short, short, short called uh, Tension. And she was like, oh, my God, I love him. I want him. Because she hand selects uh, all her people, you know. Shout out to my agent, too, Ashton Lee. She awesome. She, uh... Real hard working, man. I, I wouldn't want to be with anybody else, you know. Man, that that right there. So, with with doing with with doing that and gaining more and more experience, and like I say, you you know, syndicate is is totally different from um, it, it's it's on a bigger level than doing um independent film, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, doing a. a a television show, you know, Claus is in season three right now. Um, it's on the move. It's an awesome show. It's a it's a woman it's a woman strong cast. Most most of your leads roles and all your stories are are male driven. This show is, is driven by women. Wow. Liking and 
and and and it's money over likes, man. Right. It's money over likes. Don't worry about no Instagram. Right. You know, people think I'm doing things because of my Instagram following. That ain't nothing. It's right. my hustle. It's because my partner called me and said he was shooting a movie, and they ain't had no budget, and I went out there and did it. Right. And I did it again for another point. And I, I, I done did it for people I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I done shot a couple independent films that never dropped, but hey, it's in the box. Right, right. It's in, it's in, it's in, the, it's in the hard drive. It's, it's, it's done. You know, they might wait till I, I make trouble myself to use it. It don't matter. The, the, the point is, you got to stay moving and you got to stay hustling. You got to keep your face and your business and your name moving, you know. And I, uh, I said this the other day on Instagram. When, when somebody say who do podcasts, when somebody say who take pictures or who cut grass or who do this or who do that, your name need to be in the top three or you ain't doing enough. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Because if, if somebody say who do who do stupid shit on Instagram for for uh for views and likes and your name pop up, we know you're not getting no money. Right. But you cut grass, but you you won't be a, a Instagram comedian. You see what I'm saying? Or, right. or you change all. You do automotive repair. But you posting uh, funny videos and reposting and, and, and putting big booty girls and street fights. You're not known for what you're doing because you're not promoting the right stuff. You're not pushing yourself. Wow. You Your aim should be top three. Insurance. Allstate, Geico, uh, Allstate, Geico, uh, let's name one more, Progressive. What could they promote? Mm-hmm. You can name the top three lawyers. That's right. If you had an injury. Man, I love how you I love how you put that, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna I love, lie. I love how they hustle. Think about them lawyers. They be hating on them, but it's billboards and they name everywhere. They got jingles. They got numbers. You know, Spencer Callahan is the one to see. Call 38723. I know it because he, he put it out there. Right. So when people say film, or people say this, or acting, I want them to say, boy, that boy Domino, that boy Domino, he, he, he know it, he do it. You feel me? Right, right. Even if they say, X do it, Y do it, and Domino do it. If I'm number three, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to get to one, but I need to be at least in the top three names so the first two offensive uh, niggas don't answer, Domino going answer. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Man, I ain't lying. I, I I love that. Let me let me ask you this, man. Why do you why, why do you think that that people um, value the likes and and value the followers over um, o- over the the profound statement that you just made? Because everybody want to feel like a winner. Everybody want to feel a, a taste of success. People play video games because they can win. They play, they play certain things. They like to play uh, the football games that they throw a 100-yard touchdown and catch the ball and score and beat people, right? It's right. a winning thing. So when you put a post up and everybody likes it and they get a like for it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's somewhat of an acceptance, but it's also a like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, it gives them this false sense of winning. But they keep forgetting about the big part is Bill's not going to stop, you know, uh, life's not going to stop, and you haven't made it. They got dudes out there with 100,000 and a million followers who broke, 
they out there doing Instagram promo. You know they broke because they're doing Instagram promos. Right. If you balling, you don't have to say, I'm doing promos right now, a hundred dollars a post. Right. But I mean, of course that's that's extra income. Maybe they smart with their money. But me knowing life and, and, and understanding business, if I'm balling and I got residuals coming in, I got passive income coming in, I got big gigs popping, I ain't gotta do no repost unless one of my my workers doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, my PR person who worked my page or my management team, my social media marketing team might be doing that to get some more income in. But nah, bro. They, 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 and look, I, I, I lost value in them and I stopped respecting likes and followers when I saw that you can buy them. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. They, they're, they're only worth Everybody, even with people with a, think about this, people with a million something followers, right? Right. Get 6,000 likes. Right. <laughs> right. I see what you're Well, saying. you know, that's like 6,000, uh, a million, 10% of a million, 100,000. What is that, like 6%? Yeah. Wow. You're and right. then of that 6% of people that likes the, 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 the post, a small percentage of that, gonna buy something mm-hmm. you feel me yeah so if you you can get them to like you gotta mean some people and you got six thousand likes right because right. some people miss the post uh instagram has its own algorithm to where you look at the post and say 13 hours ago so the stuff that's popping now you might not even see it right. or you might have missed it right because it's so saturated with people they right. can't have the timeline just filled with current events. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man, so many people it, posting at, at one time, you know, at, at every second somebody's posting. So it's like the value, the, you can use it as a tool and you can make money off it. And people have uh, give it a value, but the true value is in your work and your, your hustle and what you'll be able to, you know, bring in and the money you maintain. Because they got people with 3,000 followers that's making that money mm-hmm. who barely post. Mm-hmm. Most of your rich niggas don't even be on them. Yeah, that's true. They, they don't they don't have time. Nah, they don't be on there like that. Not the, not the real rich people, you know what I'm saying? Right, that's that's true. That's true. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like it has uh, created um, a way out for for um some people like you know your vine people your you know your your funny video type um people or whatever it, it's created um a lane for them to be able to get money and some of them have went on to to you know have gotten acknowledged for for their their grind that they've put in and you know have made it to bigger platforms yeah well I feel like some people have capitalized and made uh, some success, but people got to understand, all right, when when we were watching the TVs uh, back in the 80s with the antenna, right? Mm-hmm. We wasn't paying for cable. Right. We was catching an antenna seat. Right. The money came from the commercials. Mm-hmm. The people who watched the television show, the, the station owners were like, look, we got X amount of people who come watch this show daily. So this many people watch the show, so you if you put your commercial on here, then that many people will see your commercial. Right. Give or take, right? Right. 
so what the Instagram people are doing, a, 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 a select few guys got in there, made some money, knew how to monetize, knew how to get things going. But now it's hundreds and thousands of them who just doing it and they ain't getting no money. They're getting views, they're getting followers, they're getting likes, and they don't know how to convert it into money, right? Right. So you are a free entertainer. You're a popular free entertainer. All right? Wow. The problem is, these people got to learn how to turn all that stuff into money. You got to make it good, get it out there. You got your following now. Now you got to create something that they can't get for free. But you can't, now you're at a point to where you can't stop doing the free stuff you've been doing. Mm-hmm. So that's going to kill your little buzz. It's going to kill your buzz. <clears throat> so now you got to keep doing what you've been doing. And on the outside of that, create something that's going to make money and pull in revenue. You got to create something that they can only get on uh, a paid site. And then, like, man, look, digital, digital distribution, streaming, all that stuff made the game amazing to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. All those big record companies, and I work for a record company. I shoot videos for one. I'm working at Music Access Inc. right now. It's cool. They're still rolling, but I love this independent game. What I learned that is that they don't get all of their money, and the labels can't help them get like 70% more income off of things. But I love the fact that I don't need shit but an but a internet uh, uh, access mm-hmm. and, and a little bit of computer in my phone. Right. Might be able to do it all for my phone. Right. I can make the money. And people got to understand that, bro, because when I was coming up, it wasn't like that. That's right. You had to get you out there hand in hand. 30, 40K. That's right. To get some mediocre crap. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so now, I always knew, this is why I'd be telling my children, I say, if I fall flat, broke, and lose everything, it didn't happen before. I said, I can get on, I can go to the library. I can type some stuff up on a piece of paper. And just that white paper with the black words on it, I can sell it. I said, imagine that. It's like a contract or a deal or a negotiation or a sponsorship. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You ain't never out the game. Right. No matter how bad you're doing, that's just like right now. If you had no equipment, no phone, no way to record this, no way to do this, you got something you could do to make things pop. Right. You got stuff like people don't even understand the power of the, the library. And they think, oh, man, I don't even like reading. I don't go in there more than read. Right. I go in there and rent the uh, the offices. It's free. All you got to do is be a member. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is be a member of the library. You rent one of their offices and have meetings all day right there. Right there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They also have so much research and data and, 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 and so many programs on their computer that's free to the public, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that people don't, they don't have the outreach. And the problem is all these uh, non-profits, all these people who got help for people, they spend the money wrong. They don't spend it on promotion and people. They got people out there right now that will pay your life bill. Yeah, it's a lot of resources out there, a lot of churches, a lot of, right, and so nobody don't even know about it, unless you know somebody who told you about it. But see, because of my work, I ended up going film something at an asset building coalition, and I was there for the money, to tell you, I was there just to get paid, right? Right. But while I was recording, I started listening, I said, damn, they paying like this. 
Oh, this man get you free health insurance. Oh, this man get you this. Mm-hmm. This will help with that. They help homeless people. They help domestic violence victims. It's so much money that the the uh the, the nonprofits have, but they never put marketing dollars and letting everybody know like, hey, you come out at me, I can get this done. I can get you uh three months of food, I can get you your light bill paid, we got water bill assistance, we got housing help. We, we look, we, we, we do income tax for free. John, that's so real. You know what, man? You know, just looking at it from as you're saying that, I'm sitting here visualizing the whole thing and I'm playing the tape back and I'm thinking, like, you know what? You're right. Anytime I've ever heard about a resource or anything like that, it's been through word of mouth. It's never been mouth. something that's been advertised, man. And that's no good. That's no good, man. It, it kind of make me not like nonprofits, even though some of them really are trying to make something happen. Right. But you got older people with great hearts who don't know how to work that old social media thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They just old school people <clears throat> who've been getting out the mud for years, and they don't know how to reach the people. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I do. I do. And I, I enjoy forces with them. And anything I can do... To help the people, that's what I'm for. And that's what I tell people all the time. You got to sow good seed. You got to help people. When people call on you and you can, do it. Because that's the stuff that's going to keep you going long term. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever know when I'm doing bad or when I fell off because I live the same, I eat the same. Because I always gave and I'm always giving. Right. You know what I'm saying? And them blessings stay recycled. You gotta sow good seed. I sold a lot of bad. I did a lot of bad stuff in my life. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm trying to sow good seeds and reproduce it. Where you residing at right now, uh, John? I'm still in Baton Rouge, man. Now, let me ask you this. Being that you, you, you're still in Baton Rouge, let's, you know, I, I see that you really, like, you really woke out here. I want to know your perspective on the city because um, I'm pretty sure you're around my era and things are a little bit different. And I'm not going to say a little bit. Things are, are, are a, lot yeah, a lot different. <laughs> We're just going to keep it all the way 100. Like, I, I, but I, I like to get different people views from my era um, on, I want to get your perspective on this era and, and, and things that's going on in the city? Um, every, everything right now with the youth is driving, driven by uh, popularity. Um, you know, it's, it's all about being the, the most popular and the best looking and the freshest dressed broke fool you could be. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, they had kings and queens. Right. And they used to have something called a gesture, the town fool. Mm-hmm. And they used to do stupid things and entertain the whole kingdom, right? Right. You got a bunch of jesters out there. Everybody's a fool and a jester and don't even know it. Now, I'm not talking about them kids because we was all fools. Mm-hmm. We were stupid, too. Mm-hmm. We thought gangster stuff and gang violence and, and uh, tearing stuff up because and, and, and we was broke. I, I, I'm broke and I'm dusty, but if you say something, we'll tear it up or kill it or burn it up. Yeah. So we ain't had no problem with nobody Stop. The, the picking and the bullying, ain't nobody want to mess with you because you was crazy. I put value in that, but at the same time, I was sowing bad seeds. 
And that's why I end up getting shot, bullet hit my heart and lungs, come on my chest, I done been stabbed in the neck. I sold them seeds. And that's what people don't realize. You got to take what come back. But the way the city is now, ain't nobody really on no money and asset driven thing. Man. It's all about being popular online. Right. Kids love me because I got 20,000 20, uh, something followers. Hey, that's Johnny Down there. Boy, look, I'm, be, I'm a bill-paying nigga just like y'all. Right. I'm just like your parents. I'm a bill-paying nigga with kids. I'm just like y'all. I'm trying to make it, man. Them followers, man, look, it's cool. It's a great tool, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to put no damper on it. But what I'm telling them is not the win. It's not the second. I can buy you a million followers, and you still be broke. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I can go out right now and buy somebody a million followers, and they'll be broke. And then when they on Instagram purge, I'll be looking at all of them because I don't like all that. I want to see my true numbers. I don't want to buy nothing. I want to know. Who come and see me where I'm bubbling at? I want to check the demographics and the analytics. Right. Okay, I'm weak in Indiana. Don't nobody in Indiana bumping me. All right, cool. They ain't checking out my stuff. I need to push in Indiana. But when you buy that, uh, them fake followers, all that stuff overseas, it probably, uh, it probably say something like Belgium. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody really watching. Right. So you don't know your true numbers. Right. But what I'm telling them is, it's like the whole game messed up, God. When we were coming up... The guns we saw was a 22 or 38, a shotgun, and the most heavy artillery we might have seen was a Mac 10 or a Tech 9. That's right. Or a Mac 11. You know 11. what I'm saying? A Mac yeah. 11 and an all Tech 9. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, nah, shit. All these, uh, the kid got army guns. Once you turn 18, you can buy your AR-15. Mm-hmm. He ain't gotta be 21. So now they got all these big guns. They ain't got no money. They popular as hell, so they got to keep up an image. They got to keep looking a certain way. They don't know how to hustle. They just know how to be famous. They just know how to be popular and seen. Right. They go to jail. They they go they go to jail. They, they killing each other. They, when, when they feel like it's starting to stop, they get in a crunch. Okay, I done faked it this far. I'm popular as hell. I ain't got no money. I ain't got nothing to show. I need to do something drastic. I need some money. They're going to either go wrong or they're going to get stressed out and mad at somebody and kill somebody. That's why I'm always hollering free the money. Because if you teach these kids how to go get money and how to maintain money, because I've seen a, 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 a story about a, 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 a what they call it, a, a guard that worked in a guard shack. He'd be walking in the parking lot uh, where they paid for the, the park, mm-hmm. like a parking lot attendant. Yeah, he was yeah. A yeah. That man ain't saved a million dollars off of his income. Come on, man. Yeah, so it ain't, it's it's not what you bringing in, it's what you retaining. Because a lot of people start making $2,000 a month on their job and think they can stay somewhere that's 1500 and try to survive on 500 No. Wow. You're supposed to go live in the hood. You got $2,000, you're supposed to be in a $4,500 house. But everybody I don't care wants, if you, you got to cram get... up and shack up in that mud, then you stay there until you build up. Right. Not not go out yeah. there to Prairieville, Zachary, moving in the new neighborhoods yeah, and, and, and nah. for the look. And then y'all being so much shit, y'all be trying to live all on the outskirts, but eventually y'all going to bump into each other. Because y'all, y'all starting this thinking in Baton Rouge, thinking you can move out to the outskirts, and you're just going to bump into your enemy. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to get off that. They got to get off that, man, and get straight. When you busy, man, when I'm broke, and I ain't got no money flowing, I turn messy mm-hmm. as a grown man. 
everything aggravates me. I see somebody do some bullshit online, I got to say something, because guess what? Right. I ain't working, I'm broke, I'm angry, and I'm upset. <laughs> right. I'm aggravated. So I had to realize myself, though, you got to keep yourself busy, then you're going to get yourself in some trouble. That's you know what I'm saying? That's true. When I be moving and grooving, I don't even, you know, I hate rats. I hate sex offenders. If I'm broke, ain't got nothing going on, and could just scroll through and see a news article, or see somebody talking about this person, I'm going to get pissed off. I'm going to have to make a statement about it, but that shit don't make me no money. Excuse my language. I ain't know if I can curse on it. Oh, you good. Go ahead. You know, I don't, I'm not going to make no money, so the more active you are, the more busy you are, the less stuff I see. I don't even see it no more. Mm-hmm. Now I find people like, you ain't seen what happened on, no, I ain't been on Instagram this week. <laughs> right. 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 You're too busy building your brand and, 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 and networking with people that's, that's, that's like-minded like you, that's, you know, putting you on some game and, and, and you, you elevating. See, now that's huge, Tano. That's huge, bro. If you're the smartest person in your gang or in your group, you're in trouble. Right. You got to go find people who know more than you. And you got to listen to everybody because I've seen my, my kids teach me stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mama taught me when I was younger. You know, I always was a class clown. I drove and drive people and talk that noise all day of my whole life, right? Right. My mama say, you don't know how God going to send your message. So listen to everybody. Even if you see old drunk homeless man on the corner and you think he's crazy talking out of his head, at least listen to him, and if he don't make no sense, then get on out of there. But listen to him, because you don't know how God's going to send you a message. Man, he taught deep. me that, and it made me listen to everybody. It made me listen to the little baby, because sometimes he'd be like, I listen to the little baby. The little baby don't know what she's talking about. Some, I looked at, I listened to one of my sons, and I just sat back and watched how he searched YouTube. And when I was doing my tags on YouTube, I was doing Baton Rouge, Hot Rapper, this viral one word terms right mm-hmm. but when he searched he searched a uh, black dude with red shirt acting crazy at Burger King that was a whole sentence wow so then later I learned that and I started trying to implement it but later YouTube taught a class that taught that exact same thing are you serious that you gotta put phrases and terms and sentences in them uh like even with me it sounds crazy but it's true uh Black man with black spot. You know I got that little dog spot on my forehead, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. They might search me like that if they don't know my name. Black man with with dog spot on his on his uh forehead, kicking knowledge or talking crap. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you gotta get into and look at your visual elements, man, and put that in your tags and your metadata too. Because some people, when they don't know who Kano is or they don't know who John Domino is, they search what they can see and what they sell. Because people don't, they don't tag and repost because nobody wants nobody else to be more famous than them. They don't show love like that. Right. They'll repost me in your video of us saying some hot, hot stuff and uh, won't tag me or you. So people <laughs> got to use what they got. Yeah. You know, they got to use the phrase, the phrases, like free the money, you know, or whatever phrases we use on the show or whatever they seen if the color was green or whatever. They got to use that. And that's how I started changing, and my numbers went up. Mm-hmm. My numbers on YouTube went up. I'm at about 26,000 um, subscribers and uh, multiple millions. I got one video with four million, so I got millions of views on, on a, a couple of videos that they had. Um, 
Now, how how does that how does that turn over for the listeners? How does that turn over into uh, revenue for you? Hey, it don't no more. It uh it used to. It used to be all right. Um, this is this is what else I found out recently, and I'm, I'm just seeing this thing on out like the rest of y'all. You know, um, they changed it from getting paid on views to getting paid by minutes. So it's a retention thing now. You can check and see how long people listen and how long people watch. That's how you're getting paid. You're getting paid by the retention, and the payout is very, very low. Uh, You know, uh, know, I'm talking about it went down a lot. If you were making $300 or $3,000 a month, you might be seeing $30 or $3 or $20 a month. Come on, man. I don't make money off of YouTube because I'm always filming somebody else's music who has the rights to it and it's his song it's, 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 it's copyrighted and all the, all the money goes to the artist mm-hmm. so I make my money charging the artist and um, what people don't, don't realize is you have to create your own content that's where I'm at C. Logan you know shout out to the homie C. Logan he been on me for years and I'll be like look I gotta go get this money. I gotta pay these bills. He'd be like, "Man, if you make you some content, that content gonna pay your bills." I was like, "But if I stop and go do that, I'm gonna miss this money, miss that money." It just hit me how correct Loke was. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take time. It's just like you know how people be like, "I don't have time to work out." Mm-hmm. If you don't have time to work out, you don't have time for else, so you're gonna die sooner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta make time to put your own stuff out, and that's what I'm in the process of doing putting my own projects out with my own name, even on the Ryan Francis story, I was the director of photography. I filmed the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's Taronda Bazile's project. You feel me? And you won you won um you won uh Best Louisiana documentary on that man and, and it was it was absolutely dope. Um how, yeah. what was that experience like? It was an awesome story man. Taronda uh Taronda is a, a beast. Film, bro. 
I could be anything I want to be. Right. If I want to be a mass murderer, I can write a script, become that mass murderer, execute it. If I want to be a drug lord, in film, I can be anything and don't go to jail for it as long as I pay my taxes, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. why I love film, man. Right. All that crazy stuff I wanted to do in my criminal life that I thought was going to work and I wanted to try it out, I'm going to mm-hmm. try it in film. Right. <laughs> wow. Even my enemies. I might even do films about how I want to kill some of my enemies. But now, you know, I'm living with I'm, I'm living with God. I done forgave him. Right. It's over with. I forgive you. God bless you. I'm going to let God seek all revenge. But I'm going to show people how I want to kill him and what I thought about doing to him. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, Man, this is just, it's, it's, it's really dope, man. And, and so much inspiration man i um if you if if you had an opportunity to um to speak to a room of inspired people or uninspired people and they were looking for some form of direction or some form of wisdom what what would you say to them i'm glad you asked that man um the first thing I would tell them, and I'm going to explain this because some of this stuff sounds cliche, but I'm going to start off with stop worrying about what you have. Stop worrying about what you don't have. Rather, stop worrying about what you don't have and use everything you got around you. Not, man, I would do this, but I ain't got that camera like old boys. No. If you got a, a crappy phone, start making crappy videos. Start doing it because when you start getting some things done and you get traction, leave it there. Leave it online so people can see your growth. Mm -hmm. But every time you shoot something, you learn something. You learn that at 12 o'clock the sun's sitting dead on top of the the sky. It's sitting dead in the middle top and it's casting shadows in certain points. So I'm going to start filming between 10, 9 and 10, and 2 and 3. Or I could do sunset or sunrise because the sun is either behind the, the subject or is in front of the subject. I just got to turn them east or west, right? Right. I would never know that if I didn't just jump out there with my camera and I didn't know nothing when I got my camera. You know, I ain't know nothing. I jumped out there with my camera and I started filming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like people got to understand that. Just start working. Keep working. Keep grinding. Every day you're going to learn something. It takes 10,000 hours to become a professional. So once you put your 10,000 hours in, I've been doing this since 2012. Now people look at me as a professional. I don't feel like I'm there because I'm still studying YouTube videos. I'm still reading up on certain things. I'm still, YouTube is a university. Everything you want to learn, you can go to YouTube University. That's why you might see me every now and then rocking a YouTube University jersey. Mm -hmm. Because I'm self-taught and I learned everything from YouTube and other people, and learning, and trial and error. So the first thing I tell them is, whatever you got in front of you, I don't care if the mic got duct tape on it, if you got to take PVC pipe and build something, take cardboard, paper, use what you have around you and create. And if people laugh, let them laugh. Because the second most important thing that I, that you got to know is, it's all cliche, but you got to believe in yourself. And this is what I mean by that. <clears throat> When you're doing something and you believe in it, you don't have to ask people, hey, yo, man, what you think about me uh, uh, starting a business where instead of taking a taxi, 
people can use other people's cars and they can do it on their phone and they can call a ride and, and, and average people with cars can make extra money and give people a lift, right? Right. If he had asked somebody that, he'd be like, man, nobody gonna want nobody in their car and people be funky, ain't, ain't no telling who they picking up, it's gonna be rapists and just, nah, he puts salt on the game and then Uber and Lyft would've never came. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Right, Or right. somebody say, man, look, we, man, I'm telling you, bro, they got so many people who got houses and they don't know what to do with them, man. They can start renting them out like hotels, Airbnb. When you ask people, what they think about your idea, you don't believe in it. And then that puts doubt in you, and then they're going to put even more doubt in you. See, when you really believe in something, people tell you, man, that nigga's crazy. That ain't going to never work. He in, his, he in his garage trying to sell people stuff online. Ain't nobody going to shop online. Look at this fool. Look at Jeff Bezos. This fool here crazy. I don't know what. He think people going to come online and buy everything. Amazon. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to be so into it and, and believing and so crazy about your idea. Find something to be crazy about, though. Don't be don't be chasing nothing. Just find something that you believe deep down in your core that this is going to work, and I don't care how many times it's going to fail, I'm going to do it. And if everybody calls you crazy, you don't care. You know why? Because you believe in yourself. You believe in what you're doing. That's the second most uh, the second most important thing. I can tell them. <clears throat> and the third thing is it's got to be credit and finances, bro. You got to find a way to count every dollar that comes in and micromanage every dollar that goes out. It's time to cut back, save, create residual income. Find if you want something that costs six hundred dollars a month, and you look at your budget and you got a thousand dollars a month, more you still don't have it. You need to create something that's gonna talk, that's gonna bring you six hundred dollars a month to take care of that, and have that thousand dollars a month as a cushion. I had to learn how to maintain money. I sold drugs all my life, so I used to get it and spend it. Right. So I had to retrain and rediscipline myself to figuring out that yeah, it looked like I made thirteen hundred. The boys, the twenty eight, the twenty ninth, the bills from the hit. I can't free spend this thinking something's going to come in the beginning. I got to manage this to make sure this happens. Then I need to save. You got to manage your money. It's not what you make. It's what you maintain and what you retain and what you, how you how you manage it. That's the biggest thing, man. Don't don't jump out on a limb before you get there. You can't make a 20000 Spend 10% of what you're making. Spend wow. 10% of what you're making and try to retain the rest. So if you're rent 500 you need to be bringing in 5000 and I know that sounds crazy and sounds hard, but you got to find a way to make it happen. And I know people be in tight spots, and I'll be broke. I'm, I'm not telling y'all this from no rich standpoint. I'll be up and down. I'll be, be up one moment and down the next. I'm just going to always look and live the same. Figure out ways to combat all your problems. Don't sit up there and just say, I can't do it. I can't. No. This a problem. What am I going to do about it? You can either ignore it, you can run through it, you can break it, you can bust it, or you can fix it. Wow. Period. Man, that is that is deep. Like you say right now, it, it, it's, it's pretty much it's no excuse because we got all of the resources and tools we got right there in our hand or at the library. 
the, right there. At the library, bro. There's no excuse. Please find the library and go and ask questions. Them people bored because the library don't be it don't be packed. Look who federal money come through there. Man, they got they got a system in there called Gale. G A L E. You go on that library website and it asks you questions. What's the name of your business? Why are you going to business? What are you What are you trying to do? Where do you go? And when you finish answering all them questions, guess what it spit out? Analytic. A proposal. What? A business plan that you could bring to a bank or anybody. <laughs> and what's that name? And, and, and name that again for all the listeners. Look, see, even you like what that is again? Yeah, oh, absolutely. B-A-L-E. It's, it's Gale, and I forgot what it stands for, but it's, it's called Gale. Um, talk off air too man because um i'm definitely definitely um feeling your mindset and you really really dropped a lot of jewels man on my listeners today man and i'm I'm so grateful for you my brother uh, hey man that's what i do man on every interview bro i try to get people because everybody want, and, and that's the other thing god gonna bless me if i bless you so if anybody heard something on here and it helps you in life or it, it, it made you figure out something, or it made you start thinking differently. I tell everybody everything, and everything I know and everything I've learned on my own, that I had to go out and hard research on my own, because that's another way for you to sow the seeds and keep your karma, man. I I was blessed to go be in these situations and be able to catch a ride or get in my car and go over there, and somebody tell me this type of seminar was going on, so you didn't go and you didn't learn, but don't be the person that won't share info right. and help somebody. Right, right. Don't be that person because God will bless you for helping people that way too. Absolutely. Somebody had to bless me. If that lady, okay, so I did watch the Gale seminar thing, right? Mm-hmm. So they were getting paid to be there, 
but they get paid for the people that come in. They get paid for people to go on the site. That's the whole goal. But me knowing this knowledge, and when, when they finished the seminar, I'm like, so how much y'all want a month? The people said it was free. Wow. And you know what? I seen, I heard one dude there say, Man, I could take this and make money. I could tell people I do business plans for twelve hundred. Type all the info in jail and then sell it to them. But see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got people who know things, but they won't tell nobody. They gonna take it and turn it to a hustle. But guess what? Man, if I can help you get on your feet to a certain extent now, because I still gotta work and I still gotta make money. But if I can help you, man, I'm gonna help you. You know, I let the spirit lead me. Wow, Johnny, bro. Man, it, it was an absolute pleasure. Again, you got to come back on the platform again anytime. And and I also um, we 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 gonna we gonna talk after this, man. Can you put your social platforms out there for anybody that's trying to connect with you? Um, need some uplift or some motivation or some form of direction, man? Can you put your ways out there that people can connect with you and 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 get with you, my brother? Yeah, you can reach me uh, at Johnny J O H N N I E. D O M I N O as Johnny Domino. Uh, I also uh, I own Big Six Events. That's a silent party headphone uh, company. We do the silent parties, and uh, I also have my Johnny Domino Productions uh, Instagram and my email. Uh, pretty, I don't want to put my email out there though, bro. I thought about that because I, man, people send me so much music, bro. It's, I can't do nothing about it. It's like, it's just a part of this thing. Everybody think I could save their career. If I could, I would, but <laughs> I get hundreds of songs, so I ain't going to put my email out there. But anybody want to do business, they can call me direct. It's 225-397-5900. That's 225-397-5900. And uh, looking forward to coming back, man. I appreciate uh, the opportunity, Kano, man. And uh, let's run it. Let's see how we can make some things happen, man. I appreciate the support, and I appreciate y'all reaching out to me. Absolutely, man. We definitely gonna make some magic. I'm telling you that right now. I'm definitely gonna hit you up off this air thing, man. Again, I appreciate you, man, for blessing all of the, my listeners, new listeners, your fans. Anything you want to say to your fans, man? Oh man, uh, the uh, <laughs> I, I I don't even know if I got fans, but man, if I got fans out there, I love y'all, man. Y'all my friends, and I appreciate any supporting dollar. Uh, or anything that y'all have done, even if y'all watch the video, like or share or anything, uh, that's golden to me. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, check me out on Claws Season Three, June ninth, uh, two thousand nineteen. This year, uh, I'm in the first two episodes, so check me out, man. I appreciate it, man. Wow. It's the Vibe Show podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and my special guest, my brother. King Johnny Domino, we out.